0: This is something that's hit the whole globe. This this isn't a crisis like the 2008 crisis that hit some countries more than others. This is it, everybody.
1: You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud, And today, I'm happy to have the founder and CEO of FXC Intelligence, Daniel Weber. Daniel, welcome to the show. Chris, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's really good and timely to have you on. You know, it's definitely a targeted approach to have you on this episode to discuss, you know, trends that you're seeing in the market, given this situation that we're in globally so excited to have you on to share you know your thoughts and information with our listeners as i'm sure it's going to be impactful to see how the next uh, you know 6 to 12 to 18 months are panning out from your perspective so before we actually dive into that i'd love to have you you know give a brief background for our listeners to you know talk about your history and you know where you're at today and how you got there
0: sure thank you it's a challenging time and i think you know we we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to 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 talk to people to help you have a little bit of a better understanding of what's going on. I founded FXE Intelligence a little over five years ago. We are a financial data company and we uh, specialise on anything to do with cross border payments, whether whether it's cards, FX payments, e commerce industries. we um track well over thirteen thousand companies in the sector. We try to make sure we have relationships with everybody in the sector. We work with payment companies, banks, regulators, non non government bodies, inf- investors, anybody that's interested in understanding more about underlying data trends. Our website fxintel.com, has plenty more information there. But well, we appreciate being here. Should we, we should we kick things off, Chris? Where would you like to start?
1: Yeah, let's let's start out. You know, and and just and also just to give a, a shout out to you guys. You know, we utilize your data, you know, on a daily basis to, to determine, you know, a lot of areas that we go into and to scope that. So definitely want to engage, you know, more traction for over to you guys. It's very valuable information. So just, just want to give you guys those props for sure. Um, but let, let's kick it off, um, you know, where we're at. I think, you know, one of the areas that are being directly, you know, impacted uh, immensely through what we're in right now is, is the travel industry. Love to get uh, your insights on, you know, what you're seeing, obviously, for cross-border you know payments and fx within the travel segment specifically as we're seeing a direct impact from our clients uh, trending downward obviously with the uh, with the, the the hesitation with travel uh, and limitations on lockdown. So i'd love to get your perspective um, you know starting there with the travel segment
0: sure so unfortunately we 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 have travelers most people do travel and tourism is right now one of the most impacted sectors and numbers typically around the globe and this is something that's hit the whole globe this this isn't a crisis like the 2008 crisis that hit some countries more than others this is it everybody you're down something like 90 percent so possibly more and that's that's it means what's the main driver of 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 revenue for for many people in the in the the, the travel bit? interchange fees obviously the interchange in, income for people that rely on that is significantly down They of course have, have been a number of digital banks and new fintechs that have launched multi-currency products, card products, card wallets that have been relying on small, small-value travel use, use cases. That's obviously been significantly hit too. I think the only positive that we probably see on on travel at the moment is it is is has taken the fastest, heaviest hit. So it is it is the one that will slowly come out of it, but we would expect it to be. A slow recovery, um, and it may well be, you know, region or country by country. And I think it's, it's not entirely clear yet for the, um, for, for the business spend in the, in the travel world to, to, to what pace that'll be able to recover to. So we have it as the most impacted right now and a kind of slow recovery. So as you go through the next kind of probably year, maybe even two, it may well take that, that long to recover back and then for people who have business models that are heavily reliant on that for them to start you know seeing the, the the revenue that they had previously either had or had forecast that they would have
1: yeah it's a good point to 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 understand that and then are you within those companies that are making you know significantly revenue off of the small value or the interchange or and or both do you see them looking for new opportunities other than those areas for revenue, or are they strictly looking to uh, expose those uh, revenues once they, the, the travel picks up? Are they looking for new opportunities within that? Are you well,
0: yeah, so it's a very interesting one because many of these new businesses, obviously, you know, typically venture funded. And their number one goal has been growth and growth is acquisition of, of customers. And it's exceptionally hard to acquire customers now when there isn't the, the the use case or the, or, or the trigger for them. So I think the hardest hits are the ones where this is the single product focus. There, there are kind of other more well-known groups like the Revoluts, for example, of which travel money is part of their product suite, but it isn't the only thing. So they at least have some diversification in their overall revenue streams. And then a more general point for the moment is, is there are companies that were fortunate to have just had fundraising rounds again revenue, of course comes to mind having recently raised 5, five 500 million dollars you have you have alternatives like Monzo that were they were in between fundraising cycles so they're in a slightly harder place and have and have, have had to furlough people their revenue was much more reliant on interchange fees and it's it's it, it has been harder. So it depends how broad the product suites are and then what kind of dry gunpowder or fundraising you'd, you'd managed to save up, not knowing that this was coming, but then fortunate that you have it now that it's here.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you, you did mention Monzo going through the round. We just I just saw an article today, actually, that um, they're still looking to pursue the U.S. banking license, which obviously is going to take a few years uh, amidst uh, closing down or halting the U.S. operation uh, over the last month or so, so a lot of a lot of moving parts uh, for organizations in in biz- business development strategies over the next uh, twelve to twenty four months as well. In, in addition to the travel, uh, you know, side of things, I know you mentioned you know some of them. Obviously, it's their main source of revenue, and then others, it's a part of. A lot of these uh, companies, as well, also um, couple travel opportunities with remittance, and obviously. You know, I, I looked at your uh, report that came out today from the World Bank forecast that their remittance declines looking around 20%. Could you talk a little bit through that in the different opportunities? Is it is it more of a, um, obviously, global landscape or is it more geographical, uh, geography uh, specific for your side?
0: Sure. So the remittances this, this time around, again, we have looked back at, you know, the last recession in 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 two thousand and eight when remittances fell by just over five five percent and before that it's it's harder to uh, track but it was still i think in the in the uh, around the sort of ninety nine to two thousand still a, a much smaller drop what 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 was different in those instances was the recessions were much more specific to individual country, countries and segments of the market and so that was why Remittances, which are typically a necessity product and relatively small transaction values, but higher frequency were not so impacted. The difference that, that, that we have now is a COVID-19 sadly has encompassed the whole world and has also been um, pretty ag- agnostic to which sectors that it hits because virtually all sectors are down. Apart from certain segments of e-commerce in in the necessity world, um, and a few other things such as streaming services, so it's it's been very challenging for remittances overall, but particularly the groups that are focused on in-person remittances, which is still a a, a large proportion. That's effectively cash cash to um, cash. That means someone has to go to a physical location to send money or or receive or receive it. Um, you have markets. That are heavily re- reliant on oil to drive business. So both the um, Gulf states and Russia, which are important sources of of remittances, well the oil markets crashed as 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 well. So that has that has kind of further hit the market. So overall, the the recent World Bank report had them down has the market down about twenty percent, which which is the largest decline that they've seen. On, on record. Now, there's a handful of kind of silver linings. The silver lines are if you are a digital focus remittance player, you've seen a kind of natural increase in your customer base. Most of the major companies that we've talked to talk, talk, have seen very significant rises of customer acquisition being pulled in as customers have looked for ways to, to send money. Certainly, the profile of of sending has changed a little. You'd expect, as unsurprisingly, that people are sending smaller amounts because they're slightly less uh, certain. So uh, what what will be interesting is where the remittance industry shakes out. Again, we uh, agree with the World Bank that it will be 2020, 2021 will be a recovery, but not all the way back. How many of those customers that you won digitally will stay with you digitally? And how many of those customers you want digitally are able to retain their jobs through what will be a very challenging 2020 and will be able to continue to, to send those remittances home. So it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard part of the market, but certainly the digital part has been in one sense a savior to many people in the market.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point you hit on there. And we're definitely seeing through our clients that acquisition focus as specifically here in the US uh, where we're at is you know, obviously a lot of these banks aren't digital natives and they're looking to either partner with digital natives or are losing some of the deposits uh, over to the digital natives to be able to collect and, and send money out uh, in the times that we're in with you know, a lack of retail opportunities where we're at. So really interested to see after the customer acquisition, the traction flows that actually go through you know, our customer base and, and seeing that specifically. I guess one area we can transition to, to, I would assume some of the positives are e-commerce. From our payment service providers are seeing an, an uplift in, in volume, given that uh, there are more e-commerce sales, given that uh, the uh, retail brick and mortars are, are closed. Could you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in that side as well? Sure.
0: And, and, and I think in one sense, it sort of replicates some of the same principles in the remittance world in that the necessity products and those people that can offer necessity products on on online and we can remittances are like sending money home to your family as important to to many people as putting food on their own table because they're putting food on their family's table you've got some very some some very similar di- dynamics there The sector is of course when you come to the to the marketplace is even more dominated by some very major players. Who have seen record highs in their share prices. So there's no question that the sort of segments of the e-commerce market, the more you skew to the necessities, we, we, we agree with you have, have, have done really well. I think where the interesting question, question marks going to be, of course, is you look at the sort of product mix for more luxury items through a downturn, which is in, which we are already in and we're going to hold for a, a, a little while. How does that, how does that do? And I think there's some. Fulfillment chains that are that are struggling to even sub, sub, supply some of those, and we'll talk about it more in it in a minute. But the supply chain disruption that's come from COVID, which is impacting you know the a lot of the SMEs and corporates that are making these the, these products, that's that's another fascinating area. But but, but certainly. You know the marketplaces have done well. Cross-border e-commerce we see is about twenty-five percent overall in the in, in in the world. So the cross-border segment, which both you know we as a business focus on and you as a business focus on a lot, is a very significant part of the market. Again, it's it has been one of the positives. It'll be interesting how much behavior stays. So how many people that used to go to a supermarket or to buy other goods online uh, stay with it online? Afterwards, and you know, so we'll, you know, it's another one that the recovery it'll, it'll depend how deep the recession is as to what parts of the of the of the marketplace world recover at at what pace. certainly, China appears to be coming back faster. So we've seen some some very interesting movements and initiatives by companies who are either already set up to to manage payments with uh, China or are fast trying to do that. So it's kind of pushing people who may not have had China too high up on their list to now make sure that that they that they are able to handle pay, payments back and forwards for Chinese suppliers too. So lots of lots of stuff in the market. Let, let me hand, hand back to you, to see if there's anything else on the in the marketplace, well, because it's a there there isn't just one simple trend there.
1: Yeah. So one thing I'm really interested to see is obviously with the spike of of the revenues that we're seeing in the e-commerce, even in the PSP space, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that. Um, given that the PSD, PSD2 regulations do require a lot of these marketplaces um, to to become regulated, are they going to start competing with the wallet solutions? I guess is what we're interested in. Um, given that you know we're we're having conversations with with some of them, you know, to 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 maximize that potential. Of that, the customer acquisition, you know, are the customers interested in keeping their money with the marketplace and what, what can they do with it and open up new opportunities there? Are they eventually going to be in competition with some of the the, the wallet solutions? Are they looking to, to couple that with the card solution, you know, specifically here in the U.S.? You know, you see a lot of these, the brands here now, you know, working with a sponsor bank or opportunities through a sponsor bank uh, to then, uh, you know, keep the keep the deposits within the marketplace and utilize more of an ecosystem play. Um, so that's what we're trying to to understand. And, and we're having these conversations, really valuable conversations to see what what the marketplaces do with this influx of customer acquisition and influx of volume.
0: Yeah. And I think your your point on the digital wallets is an issue because... You know, it's certainly innovation has has been has been led out of out of the Asia pac region by many of the the companies that are that are offering those those products are global and 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 have initiatives across the world. I think the US is fascinating because particularly with the typical banks for the for most small businesses there there are no really good multi-currency of, offerings available, which is where the, the kind of fintechs, many of your clients come into it and, and the, the services that the, you offer. So I think the, the, the US from the from multi-currency and, and what it plays is a really tremendous opportunity because it is it is um not an offering that is kind of widely served by the banking sector at all here. And that sort of that would be maybe even overstate. So I think um the opportunity for for Convincing people to retain their money in a wallet is a really interesting one. And then it also potentially brings in all of the invoice financing, supplier financing. There's the whole credit part of the package. So we've seen more and more players in the marketplace space also bring credit into their products. So you have that opportunity once you have an ability to kind of hold their money. As are well and see more of, of, of the customers flows you, you can bring in credit you can bring in credit you can potentially have an, an even stickier relationship and maybe when things settle down there's there's you know there's maybe opportunity for hedging products in some people the counter that is simply as you say just to hold the money in these different currencies in a wallet potentially in the marketplace so it should be a really good air for innovation and and I think I, again silver linings from this this difficult situation, this should probably speed up the innovation there as some good products get developed.
1: Most definitely. And you hit some really good points uh, there as well. One last piece I wanted to touch on before we close out is the the news that we're seeing with uh, the issue with obviously FX hedging. And obviously there's there's been some, some news, unfortunately, for some of the, the FX companies that aren't able to facilitate uh, their, their future trades as well. So I'd love to get your thoughts on, you know, what's happening within that. Obviously, you know, we're, we're directly part of that as well with some of our clients, you know, utilizing forward trades and, you know, we're giving them the obviously the ability to draw those down and we're seeing a lot of trends uh, within that market, but love to get your thoughts on, on that as a global perspective, you know, on some of the companies and and unfortunate uh, news that they're going through. Absolutely. I think, it's
0: an interesting area because hedging over the last sort of up part of the cycle has has, has been a, a really great product expansion area, and of course, as as the economies were going well, as often happens, credit was even more easy, easily being given. And I think what has happened in a few instances, and you know, technically you talk about as as as, um, as concentration risk was have any businesses, unfortunately, got themselves in a position where they lent too much money or had too much exposure either to a single or handful of companies or a single or handful of currencies. And so a few companies have not been able to get themselves out of that position or or they're having to take a big hit. I think everybody that was able to, who, who didn't have that level of concentrated risk has been unwinding all of their hedging products. And I think you know, if you think about what a what a hedging product means, it's because you can you can see you have some sense of the future in that you have future orders either coming in or or going out, and you and you want to protect against currency volatility risk in the car market. It's many people do not necessarily have have those orders or are living much more hand to mouth, and so we're certainly seeing lots of lots of switching of 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 course from from hedging products to. To spot FX products while, while companies try to simplify what they're doing and get through this. I think then as we start thinking about how we come out of the area, well, not every com- com- company that was willing to offer, um, hedging pro- products and, and risk and potentially the banks behind them that were supporting that risk are, are, are going to be so quick to let that happen the next time round. So we would expect to see fewer companies offering hedging products. As we come out of the cycle, either through their own choice or through their banker's choice. But alongside hedging, you have to have some, some, some quality of order book and some certainty of the future. And I think, as you say, it's an area that, that, that that we've, that we've, that we've covered quite a a lot in our weekly newsletter. We talk about, you know, we've, we, we really follow this, this, this area because it has been such an important segment of the market. And in normal times is a very good, good product for, for many business businesses and i know that you guys as well offer some 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 very good forward products that allow people to plug into your apis for so let's obviously hope and i'm sure we'll get back to something but again should be a little bit of in in innovation in 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 that market and and how do people protect themselves from some of the risks that they never thought were going to happen but obviously just just happened and came through
1: yeah it's, it's obviously an important point and i think the I've, a lot of the summary of what we're getting out of of our conversations that I've we're coming about here is that obviously through these times um we'll definitely create some interesting innovations and and that's what um uh, hopefully the bright side that comes out of this is that we're able to see some interesting innovations that we haven't you know that we didn't think of previously and I think this is an area um that's going to definitely be uh, engaged in that is that we're going to be seeing some different areas that we didn't expect, some innovation, and and hopefully um, some of the the plays that are able to sustain the opportunities today are are, are going to be able to to bring uh, shed light on the market within those. So, well, Daniel, it was really a really pleasure to have you on. I think, like I said, really valuable information for our listeners, and um, hopefully get this one out as I mentioned in a in a, in a few weeks' time, so it's relevant uh, to where we're at directly in the market for our listeners to get in touch with you and your team, or just to get access. Uh, we will uh, definitely uh, post uh, information for you in the blog. But What's the best way to get in touch with your team?
0: I think there's our website, which which I mentioned. I think we should point people probably to the newsletter that anyone wants the weekly update. And I'm sure we can provide you with an email that also, if anybody wants to kind of email us for additional help um, too. So I, I can send you that. Um, Chris, I'm assuming we're not still on the main thing. We can, we can provide you with... Um, an email for everybody to, to write to us too.
1: Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to, sh- to share that. Like I said, we utilize your data most frequently. And so it's, it's definitely valuable information. I'm excited for, um, you know, our listeners, the ones that aren't aware of what you're producing to get in touch with you and, and be able to get access to that. So um, they can utilize that as well. So, you know, really awesome to have you on here. I you know, hope everything is going well on your side. And uh, yeah, we'll have this out uh, for our listeners you know, shortly. So pleasure to have you on
0: appreciate it. chris stay healthy stay well and uh, uh you know just 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 sort of ping just ping me through anything that you need for the info on 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 us and i think maybe we'll we might even just 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 do a a specific email just so we can track if anybody comes through and then we we sort of know that they um, came by by this awesome sounds good thanks a lot daniel i appreciate cool. it Cheers. take take care bye thanks too bye